0: Good good morning, my name's Luke, as I mentioned earlier. Um, Today we're starting kind of a new series. Uh, Normally we have a a message, you know, preaching from the Bible for about uh, 30 minutes or so. And uh, today we're gonna start talking um, with members of our church. You know, I was thinking about how part of uh, what what Terry Dean was sharing about us wanting to build more community we've been really thinking about what does it mean to be a church and a community. And we went through this long season of, you know, being maybe less connected than we wanted to. And we're kind of through that, thank God, right? So nice to be together in person. And last Sunday we had this huge uh, picnic. And can we just say, if you were there, th- we need to give a round of applause to the people who are cooking all the food. I, I had, let me just go over the meats I had. I had venison. I had brats, I had bacon brats, I had half a cheeseburger, and then I had like a random rib. I don't even know if the rib was part of our group, it was there, and I just ate it though, it was like it's sitting there. So good, but yeah, there was, oh yeah, there was tri-tip too, it was just just too much. But you know, so I've been thinking about wanting to get to know ourselves a little bit, and what that would look like, and um, had been thinking about how would be a good way for us to spend time as a church, getting to know ourselves a little bit. And uh, how many of you remember that old hymn, This Is My Story, This Is My Song, right? And I just was thinking about that because when I was growing up, it, like every, every, the church I, I kind of grew up in when I was a little kid, they would have like hymn nights pretty regularly. And that was a song, this is my story, this is my song, Isn't my savior. Yeah, there you go, yeah. And uh, yeah, I obviously not part of the music team. <clears throat> that was pretty obvious, but, uh, but I kept thinking about that, about the, the, as we hear each other's stories, there's something really powerful about that. So last week I'd mentioned we were gonna have my friend David and Gia come. And David and Gia are vineyard pastors. Um, he, David works as a defense contractor and also a co-pastor of his church. They were super excited. Two weeks ago, they went to a Disneyland and they got COVID. So they're like, hey, we can't come. And I was like, oh, bummer. So I was having coffee with Terry on Friday morning and I was like, Hey, I don't know if you're busy this Sunday and she said she would be willing to share this morning. So this is Terry Rapley. Let's give a round of applause for her. So let me just share a quick past description, and then I'm gonna just kinda interview Terry. And Terry wouldn't let me tell her the questions ahead of time, so I've been thinking of the most controversial things that we could put her on. Solve politics real quick, okay. Listen to this, this passage, this is from 1 Peter, and this I think is applicable to everybody in this room. If you say that you're a follower of Jesus, I think this passage is applicable to you. Peter writes, now who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life. And then listen to this, he says, Peter writes, and if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. Should I? We always should be, we should always be ready to explain the hope that we have. And then Peter says, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Don't be a jerk, right? Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good if that is what God wants than to suffer for doing wrong. So meet Terry. Terry, you've been coming to the vineyard for how long? Good
1: question. (laughs) Uh, Do you know?
0: No. Okay. Sorry. Long time.
1: Yeah, a while. Yeah,
0: you've been coming a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, 20 years. 20 years. I'm not even 20 years old, so I just can't remember. So you've been coming for 20 years.
1: Yeah. Not, i mean, not th- nothing to brag about yeah years but like,
0: you've been part of the church community. Yeah. Yeah. okay so tell how did you come to faith because we we heard you were a really bad center stealing ice cream yeah <laughs> um well
1: i mean i was born in the- i know i don't know that's such a that's a tough question for me
0: When did you become aware of God's love for you as well as your need for God's grace?
1: God's love for me, I've always known that. God does not lie. I take the Bible so literally. He says he loves me, he is love, and this story. he loves me. I've always known that I'm loved. Hmm. And where i love. loved. Where I'm a little bit challenged is I'm i forgiven. It's like, mm-hmm. you can love me because you are you do not go against you. I get that. Um, that forgiveness part I, I struggle with. So if you're asking me if that's what you mean by knowing that I need this grace, mm-hmm. the forgiveness is where I struggle and I have my of title from very early on. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I think that's pretty common. Wouldn't you all agree that it's common to have one thing that maybe you struggle with or like fifty thousand things for me. Yeah, at least you're know, like at least one thing. Yeah. But it seems like there's always one thing that maybe a hurdle it's hard to get over, right? So for you it's always, it's been un- forgiveness. Yes. Accepting that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I
1: should know better. I so I'll be fifty five next month. I was born and raised in Christianity. I spent a ton of time in church. I read the Bible constantly. I should I should know better. I shouldn't still be a sinner when uh and I'm not very good about, like, memorizing all the verses and where they're out in the Bible, but that part where God, um, and then I think maybe it's Paul who talks about him. Hey, basically, this is a Terry version. But well, when are you going to get off the bottle and start eating meat? Mm. I think that always applies to me. He's like, oh, gosh, I'm mm. Shouldn't I be a little more oh, on in that world? Shouldn't I have a little bit less thing right now? Mm. Um, what's in the Bible?
0: Mm. Uh, have, have, have you, so it seems like though, like you've had some recent encounters with God. Yeah. That have kind of been pushing you a little bit. So t- I've known Terry for pretty much the whole time we've been here, I've, you, you know, see you. And, mm-hmm. and uh, but recently you've like, I don't know, it seems like God's nudging you a little bit. Yeah. Pushing you, how'd that happen? Uh, like you led, you, so you led communion today, right? And it was amazing. I was like, I'm never leading it ever again. (laughs) Like, that's our new communion person right there. Uh, Yeah, so talk about, how did that happen?
1: Okay. Two things. Um, One is that I'm trying to think where where to start. One, from when I was about 23 years old, I spent 20 plus years in Benjamin, and I saw this seminar when I was years old and um, there is the first time I've ever seen one and I saw what she did and I was like oh my gosh I want her job so bad mm-hmm. and so I wanted to be I, I just want to be a speaker I know that's super weird who grows up and says hey I want to be a public speaker when I grow up no one but that's what I wanted to do and I've had that doing change um, throughout the course of my life as my life has changed but um so that from the shop. So back to the nudging. Um, I my husband died a little over two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um I there's no way to sugarcoat. I've been a total mess since then. Um, but this year once I kind of moved to beyond a in darkness and fear, um that's kind of me. And because I'm trying to discover who I am now outside of the marriage and outside of these clearly laid out plans, um, I'm just a little bit more open and receptive and I think um, I think God's just really using that. And the other thing is that even though I'm so I'm so conscientious of my sin, what I've seen throughout my lifetime is that Do you I feel like sometimes he says, "Tim, hey, get over yourself. I, I need you to come over here and do a job for me. You'll be able to do later. And um, he knows that I'm bound by that. He knows that that's our thing. Um, but he, he's used me anyway, started spite almost saying all the things that I have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has not helped him back from using me. It's just standard. So if that's the case, then I would not I mean, he and I have had a ton of conversations. I always sit right over here. And, and there'll be, like, something about there's no unemployment in God's kingdom. And God's always say that. And, he's free to play. and, and God's always, like, i and not a good example. i about what not to do anymore.
0: like great answers though, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I just feel like when I was talking to Terry, I think that's so common for us to feel that way. And I, I was telling her that the weird thing about when I became a pastor, it was like really weird because people started being weird to me. And like, I mean, like, you know, like, I don't know, the assumption of like, I must have no issues. And I was like, you have no idea, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but I, I love what you just said about how. You you've been re- it sounds like you've been wrestling through that though. It Absolutely. wasn't an overnight thing.
1: Oh no. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, so
0: talk about that. I, I mean
1: constantly I do wrestle with God just all the time. I I had, I, I could tell you conversations on how to just, um, I could tell you where I've a him. I'll tell you like, hm, mm, mm, what I believe he's like I'm not quite sure about your decision on this thing. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> No lie. When uh, when Luke and I met on Friday, I, I had to ask him like, hey, you, you prayed about this, right? <laughs> because I need to know that this is divinely guided. Because I don't want to disrespect God, my son. I don't. That's super important. I do not in the closet. Um. But the beauty is that what I love about Jesus. To be so honest, like he's my creator. It, he's my creator. He knows he knows everything. And one time my mom would mention me, she's like, hey, did you take this to God? And I'm like, can hey, you take this to God? I like played the whole Adam and Eve card. Like mm-hmm. if I can't see you, you don't know what I did. Yeah. Like there's some space in my brain that actually hides my sin from God. Um, you no, know, it doesn't look like that. He sees everything and once I came to that realization uh, I bring raw, brutal honesty with Jesus all the time. And you do feel a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I do that. are like, oh, hey, how I see God. I'm sorry that I have to bring this attitude here. Um, it's not pretty. And I'm ashamed of it, but this is what I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just had one another day, uh, not to be too, too vulnerable with everyone, but my conversation walking across the parking lot back from Grace was, and you say, God, you talk a lot in the word about suffering and trial. And you start to see the world, like, hey, are you telling me that life sucks and it's just full of trials and tribulations? And I just need to have faith to go through that. And that in heaven, I'll be okay. But, you know, are you really good with that? Are you coming out since you're That's just to share with you the kinds of conversations that I have with Jesus.
0: Hmm. So that, that seems to me that what I loved when we had coffee was um, what I picked up from our conversation is like Terry, Terry gets what it needs to have a relationship with God. And um, because I always think about how like the church is so annoying um, at times because I feel like it's hard to be our... Like we just get in this cycle where it's like we can't be ourselves. like we, I think we somehow feel like we can't be vulnerable and we can't be our authentic selves. And I it's but isn't it freeing when you realize that God knows how sucky we are and He still loves us. Yeah. And He still invites us to be a part of His work. I mean it's like tremendously freeing. doesn't mean that we shouldn't take holiness seriously at all. In fact yeah. I think that's the motivation for why we should live our lives more for Jesus, right? But I, I love how Terry was just like herself. Like you're 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 like okay with this Journey that you're on with God, and I, yeah. I think that's our life lesson is that everybody in the room we 're all in this together at different stages and spaces, and we 're all trying to figure it out we should love and support each other and oh, yeah. I love what you said. I
1: think the other thing is that,
0: That's, I think that's really encouraging. Let me ask you another question here. Um, you know, if you could go back to you, because when you were sharing, you were saying how you were such a poor, I've never heard anybody say they were a bad sinner as much as I heard Terry say that this <laughs> morning. I was just like, oh, my gosh.
1: It's like feeling opinion. overwhelmed. It's,
0: but that's what you're <laughs> just like, I'm not saying I, anything that I haven't yeah, it was, I was, I was so just about. like, man, that, like, you're not that bad. I, wanted to, yeah. I love you. But um, you, if you could go back to your younger self. Because you had shared a little bit of your story, um, you know, how you you grew up in the church community, like mm-hmm. you grew up around the church, and then you kind of went on a, on a hiatus from your faith for a while, always keenly aware of God's love, but, you know, mm-hmm. like what a lot of us do.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, if you could go back to your, like, 20-year-old self, what would you tell yourself?
1: Don't do
0: drugs. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't...
1: It. <laughs> um, don't, um, whoa, whoa. Oh, okay,
0: Woo. Um, no, keep going. What else? Okay, so are you writing these down?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, don't do drugs. Don't marry a drug addict, alcoholic. I go keep going. A
1: few years earlier. Uh, please graduate from high school, long time. Okay. Don't wait for a few years. Um, I don't know. That's difficult for me because even through that darkness, then I consider my 20s. Ugly and dark, and it's makes me sick to even think about him to this day. But, um, did Jesus, Jesus stuck with me doing all that darkness. And I was a Christian, and I didn't, I don't think, I didn't leave my faith. I was just still doing bad things deep in my. Um, the thing about that is that if I wouldn't, if I would that journey, and God was with me, and I can only imagine what would have happened if he wasn't, would I be who I am today? Mm. Would I, I'm very compassionate, I'm very understanding of that people, people aren't bad people, they just make kind of really stupid decisions, and that there is hope, mm. and that it, there is hope, so I don't know what I would say other than the, the school thing, the drugs, and who I am.
0: Okay. okay, so, you know, what I heard you also talk about, though, is it seemed like you might encourage your younger self to keep trusting Jesus and his and yeah. his faithfulness to you?
1: Oh, yeah. Be like, hey, Terry, don't beat yourself up so much. God's with you. He's got this. He's going to use you anyway. Um, he sees a bigger picture. Um, you're, you're a no, oh, actually, thank you for bringing this up. Maybe I would say... Um, no, I would say too. Don't worry. Mm. This is a good picture. This is all this is in plans and purposes. I mean, yeah, great. So thank you. That's a great question.
0: Yeah, um one one thing I really appreciated about Terry and hopefully many of you get to know Terry more is it's like you know how there's some people who like have to let you know how much Bible they know? like you know, quoting Bible verses and telling you all the references, which is fine. But it's more, to me, it's more impressive when the Bible just seeps out of people's souls. You know, because it's just been rooted in there. And I just love how every time you'd say something, I was like thinking of a Bible verse that like, like God's faithfulness over and over again in Terry's story, right? This reminder of like, even despite the darkness and the challenges, and I don't know, like all of you, many of you in this room have your own stories and you might feel like there's no way God could ever dot, 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 or use you or accept you or whatever. And it's like, but that's not how it works, right? And the, the Bible reads over and over again that regardless of how broken and sinful we are, God still chose to willingly die for us through His Son, Jesus, so that we could have a relationship with God. Like, that's a beautiful, that's, that's the gospel. It's really powerful. So let me ask you this one last question then before we close in prayer. Um, you, I guess the way, I, and you kind of gotten, gotten, you talked about it, but like, what's one, I don't know, one passage of scripture or one truth or one prayer that's been a like something you can constantly lean into, you know? Because you you talked about losing your husband a couple of years, two years ago, and I, I remember when that had happened and. Like, what got you through that? Because that's got to be one of the most challenging things you've ever experienced. Like, what was it? What's the things? Or the things, yeah, probably more than one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's a 2 typical mental Um, One, what's got me through? Just Jesus, that whole draw close to me and I close to you. Just constantly running not been pretty, it still isn't pretty a lot of times, Um, and my joy-sadness ratio is pretty off still, Mm but the drawing, that's about the the only thing I could do, just draw, and in In answer to the passage from the Bible, and I love how Jesus says, a new command given to the Bible, so you must because even when it comes to my husband's death, so many times, I go, I, can, I can't move. I can't do nothing. I cannot function. But then I go back to, okay, what do I do? I, I got this great command, is I have do. You. So you must love one another. And so my criteria, quite often on most days, is, you know what? Say, so up, and show up. others, the days of success, and that's the end of the story, that's all I, that's all I got to get. It's that's it, mm. and it's that commandment, because of the way you love us, that's it, there you go, I can do that now,
0: that's it, that's awesome, yeah. wow, um, I, I think we should pray, um, can we stand up, is that cool, yeah, um, I, Terry, hang out, up here, <laughs> Um, okay. So, you know, I just was kind of sensing um almost like there's there if you're here this morning, there is such a reason why you're here this morning. And, you know, um like in God's sovereignty of having my friends, you know, who are planning to come not be able to come, there's a reason why that happened. You know, and uh, so what is it? And I think part of it has to do with, there's a number of you in this room that you so needed to hear what Terry had to share because you have been struggling with those same things, feeling inadequate, um, feeling unworthy, feeling like you you could never ever, I don't know, like you could never ever do what she did today because you know, you you have to like be on time out for a long time, you know? And that's what we do. I, I really think it's human nature to put ourselves on time out. It's like, well, you know, I smoked a couple cigarettes and I drank a couple beers and I flipped someone off when I was driving recently. That was last night, by the way. But if I, no, I'm Like kidding. Like, I, you do that and then it's like, well, I can't, I can't pursue God and then I can't actually join God in his mission and share God's love with people until I've really, really paid my dues and made it to where I'm perfect. And what I love about the Vineyard, not just our church, but the Vineyard as a, as a tradition, you know, there's 3,500 Vineyard churches out there. Our churches have always tried our best to pursue vulnerability and authenticity. We want to be vulnerable before God and vulnerable with each other, but also be our real selves, like who you are, and, and to know that God can take us where we're at and then rebuild us is really encouraging. So let's close our eyes. If that's helpful for you, just close your eyes. And I'm just going to welcome, I believe that God's been present this morning. I think the Holy Spirit's been at work, just like Mel was saying. I'm I'm so keenly aware of God's presence this morning. And so I just welcome your presence right now, Holy Spirit. And we do, we pray as a group of people, we say, come Holy Spirit. Come and have your way right now. Would you, would you move in in our community? These lessons that that we have heard, these this this a little bit of Terry's life, and there's so much more, but a little bit a snapshot into her into her life um, is a reminder that God, you are faithful to all things, and that you are gracious. Gracious to and so, just with everybody's eyes closed. Um, one, one thing I, again, just to help you focus on hearing from God right you now. One thing I've been learning for the last twenty years is, oftentimes the things that we struggle with the most, God actually wants to use and help us to help other people with. It's like really annoying. <laughs> And one thing I, I'm going to ask Terry, if you'll be willing to do this, would you be willing to pray just for, for us in this room to be able to, um, to accept God's forgiveness and accept God's love? of that scripture um, in James, we're, we're told that God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of our unrighteousness as we confess those sins. And so, Father, I also pray um, just for anybody in this room right now that is being stirred and, is, and your spirit is, is, is doing work right now, right now, God, that you would um, help us to ground our decisions, to make our decisions, to live our lives knowing full well that you love us, that you've forgiven us, that you have grace toward us, you have mercy towards us. And because of that, we are called to live our lives in a holy way, to sacrifice and surrender more of ourselves to you. And I pray grace for everybody in this room. I pray that your spirit would go with us, that as we leave this space of gathering together for worship and encouragement and hope and and comfort and strength, that as we go out into the world, Lord, you'd help us to love others the way that you have loved us. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus and all of God's people who have agreed, said, Amen. And then, folks, guys, have a great week. Grab your kids if you have them down there, and we'll see you next Sunday. And, yeah, give Terry a round of applause. She did great, huh?